everybody welcome to the post-match rant and this is where we talk about the match that we just watched and what we just watched was a cfc a chattanooga football club victory over Asheville city at three excuse me four one in the conference final that is a conference championship for cfc and uh, heading into the south the south region playoffs again this is jim uh, you can find me on twitter at chattagooner and i'm todd you can find me at great footballer on twitter so todd Really great match. Uh, it was, you know, I think pretty much from the from the start to finish. I, I thought it was controlled by CFC. Uh, so, but you've got some stats. You want to go over? Going over our stats here. Really, it, it kind of changed a little from the first half to the second half. In the first half, like it seemed like it seemed like Asheville City was really doing a lot of fouling, and I had them having nine fouls in the first half. And I think I told you, I was like, they're averaging about a foul every five minutes. And that kind of, like, you could see that that's probably part of the plan for them to be physical. And then uh, in the first half, CFC uh, had six fouls. And you'll have to pardon my stat keeping in the second half. It got a little wonky. Uh, we, had a, we had a change. Uh, we changed locations. And uh, in the second half, I had CFC with uh, six fouls and then Asheville City with four. Uh, but yellow cards, I had four total yellow cards for Asheville City and one for CFC. CFC, out, I mean, they... They outshot. They they pretty much controlled the game, just like you said, from start to finish. Uh, there was a couple of little moments where I thought CFC would have done better to put a little better to put their stamp on the game, but in the end, it, it kind of like the score was I thought reflective of the talent on the field. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think those I think the the stats, especially those yellow cards um, and foul stats, kind of reveal really what Asheville was doing uh, that first half. I mean, they they were they were physical. They um, you know, they attempted to kind of disrupt play. They sat back. You know, they really didn't – they, they didn't bunker. I'm not saying they, they didn't park a bus or anything like that. But no, but they, they were they organized. Did not, they were organized. They did not press until we got to about the midfield stripe, and then they would start. But um, they did not advance that press into our into our side of the pitch much at all. I don't know that they really did, did that even after they went down a goal. Right. Uh, they really kind of stayed, stayed organized. We had – so just kind of coming from last night, I had that we had four significant changes to the lineup. Well, they're all significant because they're all changes. But I had uh, Oliver and Costa coming in up top to replace Webb and Zeka. And then Schmarzok and Woodfin came in to replace Cole and Walsh. Of course, Walsh had that red card last night. But it looks like, it, you know, judging by the sub pattern, like he may have not played tonight or not started tonight yeah. anyway right. uh, just to kind of rest some legs. The spine stayed the same. Uh, I mean, you still had you know, Juan Hernandez uh, at the head of the yeah, diamond. Yeah, at the 10. And then uh, and Sanchez at the six. Sanchez, right. Yeah. So the spine was still there, but just changed the, the wings. And, and uh, fatigue definitely didn't play a problem for CFC. Yeah, but I, th- I, you know, I don't think I don't think we, you know, we talked after the match last night, you know, after we recorded and we thought, you know, we w- we'll see some, we will probably see some rotation. I think we were both a little surprised that Caleb didn't start maybe in the midfield. But other than that, you know, the I think we, we both said we saw we saw changes at the forward position. We saw at least one midfield change. The back, I thought the back four. I think we both thought the back four would stay the same. Sanchez at the six. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I was surprised at all by 
by the switches. I will say, and I told you this before the match, I was a little surprised at Costa because I, I'm, as much as I like him as a player, he has not shown he's not been that great in a in a pairing at, up top in the in the four four two. Uh, but he, you know, again, if you've listened to this podcast, I've been proven wrong multiple times, and I've been proven wrong again. I mean, he, you know, I told you, I said, as soon as I said Costa's not good up there, he's going to score a hat trick. Well, he didn't score a hat trick, but he scored once, had two assists, uh, really frustrated uh, and annoyed that, that back line for Asheville, uh, and again, proving me, you know, wrong. So, and I, you know, I thought he had, I thought he had a, really, a really good game, and it impacted the game a lot. And I'll just run down the scoring summary here. Uh, we had Torres with a brilliant effort coming in from the left side uh, in the 30th minute. And we'll come back to him in just a second. Then we had Juan Hernandez in the 35th minute with a nice speed from Cameron Woodfin. And that put CFC up 2 to nothing. And then we had a quick turn of events. And we had a loose ball in the CFC 18. It looked like there was a handball called on one of our players, which led to a penalty kick that was taken by Allen and scored by um, Asheville City. And then coming out in the second half, we had a goal by Costa with a feed by Hernandez in the 50th. And then in the 57th, uh, the fourth goal by Zeka. And we'll come back to this one too, assisted uh, by Zhao Costa. So going back to the first goal in the 30th minute by Torres, it was a beaut. Yeah. Uh, and and like we, were, we were talking in the game. He has really like stepped his game up in the, in the past few games. Uh, I mean, last night he was great. And he just has this... Uh, propensity to take these players on one-on-one and I mean his his top end speed is, is pretty impressive when he takes on these defenders they just yeah. can't catch him yeah and uh, and tonight he just smashes it in from an acute angle into the far post and it, it was it was really nice it was him. really a tight angle I, I mean I, when he when he's when he took the shot I wasn't even sure you know it's one of those that it went in and you're like but that is that is that a goal I mean it was it was a tight angle and a, hell, a heck of a, a heck of a strike yeah, it was impressive. I've just been in, overall just impressed with his play over there at, at the left back position. I mean, as a group of goals, these four probably the so you know as a group of goals probably the best all season. I mean that that first one was just was a great shot. Well, the second goal was the second goal was by Hernandez, and that was a that was where Cam cut it back. Yeah, he, Cam came in off the left and then cuts it back and. Uh, I believe there's a dummy actually by Oliveira, right? And then uh, Juan finishes, finishes it, off. it off. And then those last two goals were just beautiful. I mean, they were just really pretty to watch. And, and you know, if you've not, if you weren't at the match, or if, if you if you don't remember those two, look them up online and see if you can find. They were just absolutely great goals. Yeah, you know, you make a good point. Like probably as a standalone four goals in one game, this is the best collection all year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially, I mean, it was a great. It was really fun to watch. I, and I, I guess I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of a pessimist at heart. So going into halftime, I was like, oh, no, we let we let them score the penalty kick. like, And, you know, anything can happen and that sort of thing. But really, now that the game's over and I look back, there wasn't really that many threats at all posed no. by Asheville. CFC controlled, like, 90% of the game. And and like you said, this the PK, that it wasn't a case of a player being in bad position. The ball just popped up just and hit him in the arm. It was just unlucky. I mean, you know, it's a penalty. Uh, you know, I saw the arm. I saw. I don't know whose arm it was. Who, do you know who was who was? I do not. Yeah. So I saw the arm go up. I saw. I saw the ball hit it, and you know, it's one of those. The refs kind of ha- kind of has to call that. I mean, it's not in a quote unquote un- a natural position. I, it did not gain an advantage. It wasn't a player who was making himself bigger to block a shot. 
But I think you have to call it. And if it happens on the under, other end of the pitch, I'm going to say, listen, ref, you know, you've got to call that. It, it was rough. It was unlucky. It was unlucky on the part of, of CFC. You know, Asheville, the player steps up and, and finishes it. Uh, it was a good penalty. Um, sent uh, D'Amico the wrong way. Um, you know, but I, I wasn't worried. I told you, you know, you, you know, after at the halftime whistle, you know, you said, "Oh, I'm not really sure about this," and I felt pretty good. I mean, I, you know, the, they controlled the match. Asheville was not even after they went down; they were not coming out and really, and really pressing us. So we were we were allowed to keep our shape. There were no real counter opportunities. Uh, you know, Sanchez in the six, and, and the guys really did well. When, when that, whenever there was a change of possession, there were people pressing the ball looking to get the ball back I just was not worried throughout most of the match um, you know the longer it stays 2-1 you know you never know uh, another ball pops up and hits somebody on the hand again but from the run of play I just was not worried now that they, they did have some some dangerous set pieces that went in and you know may have created some problems but other than that Asheville really didn't really did not create a whole lot no, I thought the overall talent, like I said, I, I thought for what was on the field, the score indicated that by yeah. the end of the game. Because once we once we went ahead and it got later in the game, things started to open up and, and CFC's quality you know, started to show. And uh, with, the, with the two goals in the second half, uh, once again, these are the, the goal in the 50th by Costa. It comes off uh, her, uh, Juan Hernandez pressing, takes the ball off the defender, and then attacks to a goal. Uh, the defender commits. Juan lays it off to his right, and Costa with a one-time finish. Uh, yeah. it, it was it was just a great goal. Yeah. I mean, it was it had the defensive uh, element to it, and then Juan being patient and drawing the defender out. Well, it's, it it's the kind of nice. goal that we gave up at the beginning of the season, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know it's that kind of goal where we you know a turnover happens, and, and three passes later, you know we've get, we've conceded a goal. So it was it was it was nice to see. And then let's talk about this that final goal. Uh, by Zeka. So th this goal, it, it, it comes off, I'm trying to think of how, how it all happened, but it was a nice, it was 1-2, one, 1-2 two, one, two between Zeka and uh, Zhao Costa, and it was what I'm now calling Chattanooga Tiki Taka. And it was really nice. And then Zeka finishes off for the fourth. I, this is one of those games where you want to get online and you want to go back and you want to look at these goals because they are really pretty goals. Yeah. I mean, in this, you know, this, this pair of games this weekend has felt a lot. I mean, this feels like CFC. You know, we had those first two matches where, you know, we drew with Greenville. We lost to Georgia Revolution. And I think everybody looked around like, what's going on? You know, what's, what's really happening? We changed formation. We changed some personnel. Go on that winning streak. And again, I still don't know what to think of that last Greenville game. I don't want to take anything away from Greenville. I've said it ad nauseum. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, and you're probably telling me to shut up. Uh, you already heard this before, but I don't know what to think of that last game because then these two last, these two games of the weekend has just been. I mean, it's just been fun. I mean, the crowd's been great, even with the rain tonight. Um, it's just been fun, and, I, and I'm looking forward. I wish, you know, I wish uh, Miami FC lost so we could host another match. Um, and if you're not aware, you know Miami, C, Miami FC beat Miami United tonight, 3-2 down in Miami, and so they will be hosting the South Region MPSL uh, playoffs. We don't know the other two teams uh, yet. Um, I have to look. Maybe we'll know those by tomorrow. Um, but so the, yeah, we, I think the games are on Wednesday, but we'll check that. Um, so it, it it's just felt really good. This weekend has been really has been a lot of fun. Um, 
it, it's got that old CFC feeling back. Yeah, I agree. I, if I'm so, let, let me put on my. I'm just gonna be nitpicky here. Okay. So if I could take one place for that CFC still needs to improve. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's that set piece set defense. Because it's just one of those things. It seems like with with our back line, you know, you look at Dunstan, you look at Lima, you look at Juhaszczyk, and and you see like how good they are in the air. And then when a ball, when these balls are getting played in on set piece, it just becomes a, a total crapshoot. Yeah. And it seems like it's just unnecessary risk. And I. I don't know how you, quote unquote, fix set piece defense, right. but it does make me a little bit apprehensive. Yeah. Like well, I mean, forward. that's why they gave up some goals in Greenville. That's the, you know the goal tonight was off of a, a free kick. I think that just delivered the box into the mix and it banged around and hit somebody on the arm. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't the fact that it was anybody's fault for the penalty. Yeah. Right. It, I'm not saying that. It was just the, the ball pinged around for long enough that I felt like somebody should have put a head or a foot to it and got it out of there. Yeah. And that's really where my concern comes yeah. in. Uh, other than that, I mean, they held Asheville to pretty much no significant chances. You know, I think I just have a, or at least I thought I had a documentation error. I didn't have any shots written down for the second half <laughs> for Asheville. And then I started thinking about it. They may not have had a shot on goal in the second half. So uh, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, if it was, I don't think it was through the run of play. It may have been a shot from a, a free kick that went over the bar or something. That, I, I don't think it was from the run of play, though. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's. D'Amico did not have a busy night. The defensive really didn't have a busy night. I mean, again, it was, it was a pretty much domination by CFC. And I think the scoreline is fair. It's a fair representation of, of, what, of really what the match was. So. Anything else we need to cover from, from this match other than we are champions of the Southeast Conference again? And we, we can are, cover that again if you yeah. like. We are we can cover that all. That's right. champions of the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. And here's the thing. People are like, well, you know, who cares if you're champions of the Southeastern Conference? Well, you don't get to go any further unless you stop here first. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Let's just enjoy the night yeah. and uh, another conference championship. And uh, like I said last time, this may be the, the last NPSL it might be. It might be. Have, so, so now, you know, next we'll go to the region and we'll see what we do down there in, in Miami. Um, and so that I think that match will be on Wednesday, but we'll have some more of that. Uh, we'll have try to have those those details tomorrow uh, when we when we when we talk again. Um, I guess that's really it. We've talked about 15 minutes about this. Again, we want to thank the folks at Chattanooga Brewing Company for allowing us to record the post match rant here. You know, we po- we recorded our last two here and. We, uh, Todd and I tried to really find a home for the post-match rant, and the first one we did at a table in the concourse, that really didn't work, and we had to re-record it. The second one, I think, uh, the second home, the second home one, I think we just did on a... I think I recorded it on my drive home. Yeah, yeah, on your drive home. So I think this works. Uh, you know, you can hear some of the Chattanooga fans in the background. Um, so I think this is good, and it allows us to... To eat a little something, to have a little, you know, have a little Coca-Cola or you know, have a little beverage, um, and and enjoy the kind of enjoy the company of fellow CFC fans. Hey, and let us know what you think about it. You, you, I think it gives a certain authenticity uh, to to the. Yeah, oh yeah, we've podcast. got you know, it's you great. can look to our my right, your left. The stadium lights are still on. Uh, we can hear fans downstairs. I'm sure some of the players probably will be back here a little bit later. Um, it's great. So I think I think that you know, if we have other games here. But when we have other games, uh, the Founders Cup, 
I think we're going to continue to do this. And who knows, after the, in the postseason, we may do some stuff. We may record the regular podcast here. We'll see. Um, but, again, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Jim. You can find me at uh, Chattagooner on Twitter. And I'm Todd. You can find me at GR8FTBLR, great footballer on Twitter. And as always, you can find all of our podcasts at, uh, at 423SoccerPod on Twitter. Uh, we are, we are, should be at most places where you get your favorite podcast. So uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you continue to listen. And I guess that'll wrap it up. So go CFC. Go Blues champions. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal. <laughs>